0: Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me your host Martin. Uh, Really excited about today's podcast because I'm talking about, if you've read the title you know already, I'm talking about match reading, the ability to read what's going to happen in a football match based on what you are seeing in front of you, Okay really really important skill to have in betfair trading and one that i advise you start to learn if you're a football trader start to watch games see the flow of games start to understand why things happen but one of the questions i get asked a lot especially with newer traders is well martin how do i read a football match OK, so and th- now that process is is very kind of tangible. It's not it's not completely easy to describe, but I'm going to give it a good go here and I'm going to explain some of the examples that should hopefully help you see very, very clearly how to read football matches. Now, one of the phrases that I love using in sports betting and trading on Betfair, whatever, kind of whatever walk of life where you have to make a judgment is I like to use the eye test, right? Now, when I refer to the eye test, what I mean is, what are you seeing in front of you? What are you seeing? You know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, even in life in general, about the idea that talk is talk, right? But what are you seeing in front of you? What are the actions? The actions are really what matter, okay? Now, the reason I bring this up is that in football trading, Obviously, we kind of try to take out the biases of talk of other people who don't really know uh well or aren't necessarily talking about football training specifically. So what I'm kind of getting at here in a very poor roundabout way is there's a lot of noise around football matches. Okay, so I listen to talk sport, right? Whereas endless noise around football matches, endless opinions from ex-players, current players, People who don't really even know that much about the sport. They're all entitled to an opinion. They all give their opinion, and they try to state it as fact. I mean, I, th- I think that's always one of the things that bothers me uh, with that stuff. Now, what happens is that then you then get pundits and commentators who talk as if what they're saying is absolute fact, and anyone who disagrees doesn't know what they're talking about. And you probably can think of some pundits in your head as I'm saying that very phrase. Well the problem is in regards to Bet Fair Trading that actually, yes, some of these people might know football pretty well. Most of them don't have a clue about Bet Fair Trading. So really we have to take their opinions on things and predictions especially with a you know with a pinch of salt and, and not really take them too seriously. I mean it's funny, you know, listening to TalkSport yesterday, everyone's prediction was that Rangers were going to win the Europa League last night. Yet, Betfair, Markets, said Eintracht Frankfurt were favourites. Now, what's interesting there is that you can see a very, very clear British bias. Unsurprising, of course. Um, so, what we're finding, with, if you look at the evidence just of that as a case study, that one game, is that people on on pundits, etc., whoever you're hearing opinions from around the match, favour British teams, they have a British bias, and that's understandable, that's maybe understood and accepted. However, what those biases can often do is lead people to think, oh, well, Rangers are going to win then. Oh, well, this is going to happen then. Oh, well, you know, if he said it, he played the game a long time, he obviously knows what he's talking about hey look these guys know a lot about tactics in football they know a lot about skills the skills you need to have they know a lot about playing football a lot of these people know very very little about trading football on Betfair. in fact next to nothing and i think it's really important to remember that so don't let the noise around a football match affect the trades you're going to make and in that situation if you look you know these weren't saying oh Rangers are going to win extra time on penalties etc these were all like yeah Rangers will win 2-1 2-1 was a general prediction there um, and you would have lost your money obviously had you followed that now if you listen to this in the future I'm going to help you out in case you didn't watch the game or you don't remember it I'm to for the Rangers, and I'm going to talk through the game now. So, you know, you will find out what happened if you don't know. You know, spoiler alert in case you've recorded it or something and watching it weeks on. I'm not sure anyone would do that. But anyway, let's talk about match reading in terms of your eye test, okay? And that that is the absolute key. The absolute key to match reading, reading is your eye test. And I like the word raiding that I said there because we're, we're going to be raiding accounts and taking money, aren't we, on Betfair. You know, like the Vikings. I've been watching a lot of Vikings at the moment on Amazon and Netflix. And, you know, I want to go and raid Betfair more and more and make more and more money. Um, and what your eye test will help you with is seeing what is actually happening in front of you, okay? And to this regard, commentators are actually quite good at this, okay? They can often pick up on flows of momentum in football. In fact, things that you might not have even mentioned when they mention it might spark a moment in your head. We go, yeah, actually that's the case. Okay. And I thought actually the commentators on the game last night were very good at showing the momentum changes and actually using the eye test themselves. So, Iron Track versus Rangers. The first few minutes were frantic. Kind of headless chicken stuff. But. Eintracht Frankfurt were actually well on top. Okay. Now. To this regard. Had you backed Eintracht Frankfurt. At this moment. You would have made a profit. Because. What happened was the market came in. Gradually on Eintracht Frankfurt. For about the first 15-20 minutes. And it's quite clear they were the obvious team. The better team at that time in the game. Um, Now. The kind of side note to that for me is that they weren't creating great chances, right? They had a couple of half chances. There seemed to be something lacking in the final third. And although Rangers had less of the play, they were occasionally getting the odd chance. But anyway, that said, the eye test said at that moment, Eintracht Frankfurt were a value play. Okay, And had you backed them at that moment, you would have been able to trade out for a profit within a few minutes, without even a goal being scored. Now... What then happened, and again, the commentary team were very quick to pick up and very good at picking up on this. Rangers started getting into the game, right? And towards the end of the first half, we're actually, I think, on top of the game. And Frankfurt were kind of having a couple of breakaways here or there that they maybe could have scored. But reality was, Rangers had some very good chances and maybe should have scored in that first half towards the end of it. Probably disappointed they didn't score. So... Interestingly enough, if you follow the i test at that point, you go, okay, I'm going to back Rangers now. I've, you know, I'm going to green up on my initial trade. And I'm going to back Rangers. And the market followed. The, what's interesting here is that the market also followed. So you would have, again, made profit making that move and going, well, the eye test says Rangers are the best team at the moment. I'm going to back them. You would have made a profit because their price came in. Um. So let's look to the second half where... It continued, didn't it? It continued with Rangers kind of looking a little bit more threatening, right? track playing some nice football, but Rangers looking a little bit more threatening. And unsurprisingly, Rangers took the lead, okay? Now, that was actually quite a clear flow of play. And you could have made a good amount of money just on the eye test there if you'd gone, right, I'm going to stick with Rangers there on top at the moment. I'm going to stick with that, Okay then after they take the lead, well, it's a European final, right? What tends to happen in these occasions? Well, if a team takes a lead, they tend to take their foot off of the gas, maybe get a little bit more defensive, maybe try and play for that victory at that time. I think it's always one of the biggest mistakes a team can make in football. I just, I never understand why it happens. Now, Last night isn't even really the best example of this, but how often have you seen a team that you follow take a lead and then take their foot off the gas when it's in a big, big match situation? I hate to see it. You know, I think it's what, to be honest, I think it's what cost Man City against Real Madrid. I think they really could have um, kind of ended their effort, Real Madrid's efforts, if they scored another goal or two and really gone for it. But they kind of got a little bit more defensive. Oh, let's, you know, let's bring on Fernandinho and try and shore things up a bit. Didn't work, did it? So what's interesting here is that Rangers, I think, when they got 1-0 up, were like, right, okay, let's try and see this out. Not necessarily even that they had to say that, but it's almost like a mentality hits footballers. And you will notice this, okay? And again, I don't think this is the best example of what I'm talking about. But you will notice a lot of examples. And that's important to take forward, right? When you're watching and using your eye test, look, well, the team's taking a goal lead in the final. They're trading at short odds now. You know, because not a lot of goals are going to be scored from that moment onwards, you know, what, midway through the second half, whatever it was. What's interesting was that had you backed Frankfurt or Laid Rangers at that point, you know, you green up, you take your profit, then you lay again. Maybe maybe at this point you only need to use profit, right? If you've used your eye test, you probably only need to trade with your profit now. So no loss no matter what happens. Well, if you'd laid ranges with your profit, when they kind of got a little bit edgy there, and Frankfurt scored, you'd be a massive profit, right? And then you just green up and you know from that moment on it it was very I felt it was very 50 in cage, and actually um, the draw was actually the right result at the end of the game, I feel. Um, and of course, the thing, thing is, once you get to extra time, extra time is a really interesting point for trading. Um, I don't tend to trade extra time in general uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, okay, if you're prepared to take a loss if it doesn't happen, but how many times do extra times not have goals? right I mean how many is so often in these big occasions and I, I kind of almost it almost feels like at times they may as well just go right let's just go straight to penalties because I feel like a lot of teams just play for penalties I mean we've seen it twice in in the English competitions this year haven't we With the FA Cup and the League Cup All Right. both both of them went to penalties okay how many extra times go to penalties? I, I imagine that the amount is huge, especially the bigger the occasion, the more likely it is. Um, and so obviously, you know, that's what's happened there. So yeah, when when games go to extra time, I'm just not sure, unless your eye test is really saying, wow, this team looks so strong, the other team is totally punched out. Um, I mean, again, in the case of Real Madrid and Man City, that's actually quite a good example where Man City just looked totally lost after what had happened. And you could only reset really going one way. The same with Real Madrid when they played Atletico Madrid. I don't remember if you remember that Champions League final. Atleti were totally gassed. Once that equalizer went in in regular time, as soon as extra time came, they got absolutely hammered. But if the teams aren't gassed, if something horrific hasn't happened to one of the teams in the last few minutes of normal time, in general I think these extra times kind of just i don't know i just kind of think, oh, extra time that's just not it's not that exciting do you know what it was better when it was golden goal i liked golden goal um because at least that you knew then if there is a goal it's over right and i think at that point you you might as well just call it over <laughs> you know we're into extra time what's why are we playing extra time with extra time once someone scores it doesn't make a lot of sense to me i know the argument with golden goals has been our world teams didn't really try and score but are you really telling me that now in extra time teams are pushing hard to score goals? I I always think it's a fascinating thing when teams settle for penalties because I feel like you're basically saying I'm happy to take the lottery. But there's a lot of situations where one team is, is a bigger club or a bigger team than the other team and they still settle for penalties. And I'm, I'm baffled by that because I think surely your odds are better of winning in regular time, in extra time, just going for the goal than trying to take the lottery of penalties. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I think teams often are quite happy to settle for penalties. I actually think that's one of the things as a team you need to work on nowadays if you're in a big final, because it does seem like a lot of them are getting to penalties, doesn't it? Um, You know, you've only got to think about England, the Euros. I mean, how many games? It's it's crazy, really. How many games have England been involved in in major tournaments that have gone like that? it's crazy. You know, Colombia, I remember, actually having a decent result on penalties there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those. So again, the eye test, and I think last night's game was a really, really clear example of if you're following the eye test, you would have traded that and done really well. Okay. So to kind of wrap this up, I think one of the things I'd say, if you're still thinking, well, yeah, but how do I get good at, at having the eye test? Okay. So number one, Shut out the noise, right? Shut out all the noise, okay? Number two, watch the game, okay? I don't mind listening to the commentary during the game because they're talking about what's happening in real time. They're not trying to predict something or they're not lambasting someone afterwards. What they're doing is they're just literally talking about the play in front of you, okay? And, and that's that's absolutely fine. And some commentators are good at that. Some aren't so good. So again, you don't have to shut that noise out, but I wouldn't want to be taking it to the back. You know, you've got to look at this with yourself. Number two, watch games, right? One of the best things you can do for match reading is to watch as many games as you can. Really get a flow and a feel for the games. I tell you what, the World Cup will be brilliant for this. I always find that. I think because I don't use stats as much in international matches, because obviously I'm a stats guy, um, but international matches are pretty useless for stats because they don't play regularly enough for the data to be particularly relevant. You know, it's funny because we're going to get a situation, you know, when the World Cup. Now, let's look, the World Cup isn't even two years away from the Euros. It's only going to be a year and a half. And yet I can guarantee a lot of the starters, a lot of the squad, will be different in every single squad, every single team, than it was in the last tournament. That's just what happens in international football, Okay, Um, That doesn't happen so much in a Premier League season, does it? You know, you might get one or two changes in January, but other than that, the team and the squad is fairly pretty much set, right? So I don't use internationals as much, and I feel like it's very good to use match reading in uh, stats instead of the stats and internationals because as well teams react differently in tournament football and you will see that you'll see certain teams playing in a different way um you'll see games ebb and flow this is one thing about match reading you know especially if you're looking for goals there's something i haven't mentioned yet but if you are looking for goals one goal one thing i really like in international matches in tournaments is going for a first half goal when i see that the game is lively and that might be a 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, right? But when I see that the game is suddenly looks like there's gonna be a goal, I back a first half goal at that point because often you are getting juicy, juicy odds. Um, and often that will come in. I've, I've made really good profit. I made really good profit in the Euros using that strategy. Uh, again, watch the game, see how the flow is. It's pretty obvious when you're watching a game and no team's trying to score particularly, right? Those situations are pretty obvious. And, you know, I think if you watch those, you can go, okay, there's nothing coming here. That's fine. I'm going to get out of this. Now, it takes discipline to do that. But the thing is, if you don't do it, you're probably going to lose money. So you've got to actually just think, right? Discipline is not a punishment. I think sometimes we use the word discipline. All we think about is punishment. You, having discipline in trading is not a punishment. It's actually the savior, right? So you can save money if you use discipline. You can make money if you use the right discipline, okay? So don't think of discipline as a bad thing. And just remember, if you don't use discipline, you will lose money. I, and, and you won't do well at Betfair Trading. That's just a fact, right? I think every trader I've known, I've known that it's discipline is something they've worked on, they've improved over their trading careers. I think it's something that's huge. And we talk about it a lot, I know. Uh, and I, haven't, I don't labour discipline so much nowadays because I've done so many podcasts on it. And I know Ryan still does a lot of work on it as well on his videos and, and the occasional podcasts. So but still, you know, I can't I can't mention it too often. It's impossible. It's so important. But listen to it. You know, how often do you watch a match thinking, do you know what, this is die, there's not gonna be a goal and you hang in your tray on your trades. That's a massive, massive error. So you have to cut that out and just stamp that out straight away. All right, guys, hopefully that's helped you with match reading. If you need any help with anything, just talk to me on the forum. I'm always there. I want to help. I always answer questions. However, if you're not a member, why the hell not, uh, by the way? Go over to betfairtradingcommunity.com. Sign up for those free strategies, you know, and then think about your choices in life because you need to become a member. But more importantly, if you don't want to be a member but you need help with anything, just email me. I had a lovely, lovely email uh, from a lady the other day. And you know what, I actually made my day reading that. She was loving the podcast, basically saying, please don't ever stop doing them. That's never going to happen, okay? I always want to help Betfair Traders in any way I can and I know how well the podcast is received. All right, guys, I love you all. Have a great week trading and I hope that luck is with you.